day job in the morning, my, my children after work, my cafe, and every space of my day that I have, then becomes a bit achievable. Because at the end of the day, it's my children who are the most important things to me. My biggest driver, my children, my biggest role model and um, person that helps me help me get to where I am now is my dad. In terms of business, it's probably my partner pushing me every day to be business sound better. Welcome to Seed Stars Podcast. Seed Stars is an organization that aims to have an impact in emerging markets by supporting the local entrepreneurs, investing in their ventures, but also sharing their story globally because we really believe they are the true heroes. We'll be listening to them and other thought leaders and disruptors that are really shaping the future of tomorrow. And we hope that together we can build a sustainable impact. Before we start, I would like to thank our partner GSMA who made today's episode possible. So welcome everyone to this podcast episode with Lupe from the island of Samoa. She's the founder of Smart Pay, a fintech startup, and I'm really excited to hear more about what she does at Smart Pay. Welcome, Lupe. Thank you, Adriana. Hello, everybody. Um, thank you for the introduction. I guess, yes, Adriana's already said what we do. We're a small fintech company based in Samoa, but our main focus is for the Pacific region. And there's three of us in our co-founder team, myself and my CTO and my CCO. Wonderful. So before we jump into what you actually do at SmartPay, I think it would be very interesting to hear kind of the context of where this is all coming from, um, specifically also the geographic context, as you know, Samoa is this fantastical island, super far off of everything, right? So, yes. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit, what should we know about Samoa? What does it feel like to grow up and to live in Samoa? Um, Samoa is probably the safest place to be right now because we have no positive cases. Uh, we're located in the Pacific, not far away from New Zealand and Australia and Fiji. Those are probably the three main entry points to get into our country. Uh, we're an independent state. Uh, there's two Samoas if you search for it. There's American Samoa, which is a territory of America, which is not part of us. And then we're, we're literally right next door, like a 10-minute plane ride. But um, other than that, we're a very tropical island. Um, we only have two weather types. It's only wet and dry. And right now we're going through supposedly our dry season, but we've had quite a lot of rain. Um, smart pay and then smart pay. Smart pay was something that came about because I currently have another business. I own a cafe. And at the time that I started the cafe, I didn't have a credit card. Uh, or a debit card, international debit card, because it wasn't very common here in Samoa. So there was a time when I wanted to buy stuff online for my cafe, and I went online, and there was no way to directly connect my bank account or recognize my bank account, my local bank account. So I went and tried to get a debit card, tried to get a credit card. Um, wasn't as easy as what the banks made it out to be. 
And that was a challenge that I faced. So I said to myself and I thought, you know, if this was something that I was facing, I'm sure other people in my country and in the Pacific, after I did a bit of research, was facing the same thing, which is how SmartPay came up. SmartPay initially came up because I wanted to, to be an online payment platform for people without credit cards. So credit cardless people um, being able to buy and also sell online using you know, their bank accounts. It's a direct connection from the bank account to the platform and then allows people to trade. That's what was initial, um, that's initially what we wanted SmartPay to be. Then we went into- um, Maybe into if I may stop you there, just to understand the problem a bit more, because I think many of the people who will listen will wonder, why couldn't you use a service like PayPal so can you maybe go into a bit of details in the problem statement why you weren't able to use any other service? There are existing um, international payment platforms. For example, there's PayPal, there's Stripe. Those are probably the two. However, both of those don't integrate with our local banks. For you who has an e-commerce store and you're wanting to sell things online, Currently, the practice is if you use PayPal, you need to set up an account in America or in Australia. For Stripe, if you have Stripe, you're required to set up an account in New Zealand. So there is no local international or local payment platform that actually integrates with our local banks. Is it possible for you guys to set up an account in New Zealand or Australia? In order for us to set up an account in New Zealand and Australia, we have to be a citizen of New Zealand and Australia, which makes it even more difficult. So the chances of an e-commerce store here getting one of those two done is, is very difficult. It's either you do it under your cousins or your family overseas, you know, for them to set it up, then the question of security and transparency for your money because it's your money comes into the way. So there are a lot of challenges and there still are a lot of challenges that our um, local businesses face for e-commerce. But that's where the idea came out of. It was trying to satisfy a need that I had as an entrepreneur and trying to buy and purchase things online. Just to also understand, so you just started out from a brick and mortar business, right? From a cafe that you did you still own um, yes. and also to understand the context a little bit more how does the economy in Samoa look like in general like what is what are dominant industries what do people work um, can you paint us a picture here for everyone who hasn't been in Samoa unfortunately yet <laughs> um, Samoa's probably most dominant industry here is tourism Tourism is the backbone of our economy. It employs probably 80% of uh, the private sector. And you see the real effect and the damages that um, this pandemic has because mm. now that we have no tourists, we've had to lay off a lot of people. And, and, and it's a very big number. So tourism mm -hmm. is, is the first uh, major industry here. And then second to that is agriculture and fishery. People who have farms and people who um, 
fish in our sea. And then following mm-hmm. from that, then you have everything else. E-commerce online is not probably not even 1% of our economy here. It's a very young area, very young mm-hmm. area that is slowly coming up. What I'm interested in when we talk about touristy businesses, are they locally owned or would they be owned by someone from New Zealand or Australia or somewhere else around Asia? In the tourism industry, we have a mix. We have investors from overseas who come here to build um, hotels and then we have locally owned um, businesses. Mm. So we have some, and they're not, some are from Australia, some are from Fiji, some are from China. We get a lot of investment from China as well. And then we have other chain hotels um, around the world that are looking to set up here. Then you have local businesses who also, local people who also set up hotels. So, so it's a good mix. Okay. Good, good to understand the context a little bit. So this is where you were. You had no possibility to do any online transaction. Um, and then you had the idea to solve this problem. Yes. Where, where did this activism come from? Is there a startup scene in Samoa? Or is this just you being a kick-ass woman? Or... Um, the startup scene in Samoa exists, but it's not a big scene. It's probably, and it's it's a very family-driven startup scene, I would say. Um, we don't have accelerators here. We don't have incubation programs. And the biggest challenge a startup has here is financially, which is why I say it's 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 family-driven. So if your family has assets and things that can help you start up, then you're well on your way to going. But if you're less fortunate, then your idea gets passed until somebody can come in and help you. Um, I, this came about, you know, just because of the challenge I was facing. And I just looked around at the time when this came up, I was, I had just left working with the telecommunication business our local telecommunication arm here and what I was doing there was product development and I really enjoyed it it was all about finding gaps finding gaps and how to connect technology with people Mm -hmm. and that was a mindset that was exactly the mindset that I took on board when this idea came about how can I possibly connect people with online like this is a new opportunity for, for businesses here, but how can I how can I make this work for not just me but for everybody? And then I'm very much a curious person. Then I just started looking around for you know opportunities and different things that could possibly help me go on the way, um, things that could and get enable me some new skill sets and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it came out to be. And that's how I came across seed stuff. Because I was just very curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell. And so what, were the, what was then the next step? Once you, once you came about this issue and you realized, okay, it can't be only yourself. What, what, what was then the next step you took? So once, once I got the idea set, um, we tried to validate it. 
so at the time when idea came in, there was only me. Um, and I, I didn't really want to get any other people because I didn't know whether it was something, an actual problem. It was all based on assumptions. So I created a dummy website and put in there a survey. And the survey May I ask you something? Too. So you said there is no incubator or anything. So I'm really fascinated just around the words you use and around the methodology you seem to use, right? How did you get this idea of um, how to take the next step? Did you teach yourself? Did you read books? Did you take uh, advantage of any online materials? So we set up the dummy website um, when Seedstar came and did Seedstar up here. And it was just, at the time they said, look, look up at this website, it was strikingly.com. And, you know, I don't think they ever thought that anyone would attempt it. And I just wanted to try it for the sake of, to see whether it works. And then later I can see how I can actually use it. So I tried it. I set up a dummy website during the Seeds app. Yeah, it was my first time setting up a website. I had no clue how to do it. They say it's really easy. They say it's really easy and comes with templates, but really it isn't that easy. understands. So I wasn't really fussed about um, how it looked in that. All I, all I wanted to do was reach people with a survey and validate whether it was something that they needed they would use and you know just validate how many people would um, be willing to take it up from that I got a validation of about 500 population um, which is actually really good for validation how did you drive people to the website uh, social media off um, social media off I just sent an email to all my friends sent it to all my whatsapp contacts you know please 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 go and fill this um, and that's and then just share it across to your friends. So it was pretty much online word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. So then, what was the result yeah. from that? Majority of everybody, well, actually, hundred percent of everybody in that survey said yes. We need something like this. And then the next question was, what would be your primary account? Would it be your bank account, or would it be another wallet that you had? And everybody selected. Well, majority of them selected um, a bank account. And then there were some that preferred to use their mobile wallet because that's the only other wallet that we have existing. And then I had an option there whether you would like to also include remittances, which was something that I saw our head for. Remittance, and just I know, Adriana, remittance here is about a 500 billion business. There's a big Samoan diaspora outside yes, of Samoa. There is. So I wanted to tap into that as another bucket for money coming in. So I, I just wanted to validate the idea, and that's what I got. I had a lot of things churning in my head at the time, you know, with remittance. You know, that's something entirely, something I need to flesh out so much more. But I just wanted to have it in the forefront that I want to do this later. So got the validation that I needed and it satisfied what I was after. And yeah, so now then I added two more people to my team, um, someone who looks after my finances and a technical person who's a software developer. 
And now the phase that we're in right now is development, design and development. How did you find these two people? Are they local, locals as well? So they're locals. The, my, um, my CCO, my finance person, I hate those small taglines. My finance <laughs> person, my finance person is, um, is my partner, my business partner both. We have multiple businesses that we do together, but we have very different personalities and we have very different um, areas. So he currently, and I got him because he's working with the bank at the moment. He's local mm -hmm. and his area is risk and compliance. So it, it helps the business because that's a very big area for online payments. Uh, that he's already aware of. My technical developer is, um, she's local. And this area has been a challenge for me in trying to find someone because software development is not a skill that we have a lot of here on the island. Mm. And if you do find someone, um, they're probably already promised to a project or something like that. So like they get snapped up instantly. But this was a young lady that, that I met and you know, we met and we talked about whether she wanted to, was interested to be part of. And we just had the same interest and the same drive towards what we were wanting. So it was kind of easier that way. We mm. just found that we, we managed to work well together. So that's the three of us right now. Nice. And they are now your co-founders or are you the only founder? Yes. We're now a team of three, so we're co-founders. Okay, very cool. So where does SmartPay stand now? So SmartPay is currently going through design and development. Um, one which we're looking for existing platforms who will be interested to partner with us here in Samoa. Two is uh, we're looking for local banks to partner with. And then that's it. That's where we're at. We're also looking at the option for us to build our own platform, which is in the pipeline. But right now, it would be better for us to explore um, existing platforms that meets our requirements that are willing to branch out to Samoa and Pacific. We're trying to build up, uh, sorry, uh, we're building up to do a pilot phase that's probably where we're building up to right now. We're trying to have this up this year, but this is really dependent on external factors. Um, if not, then it will be up next year. Very exciting times then. It is, it is very exciting, very trying times as well. <laughs> and so how does the bank actually react? Are they interested in a project like that or? What does regulation say? Can you just, um, you know, start a service or? We can just start a service, but how we want it to work for people without credit cards, we need a bank. Hmm. What is the credit card the penetration in Samoa? Right now, 3%. Okay. So basically no one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's so that would be 6,000 people or something, right? 
Yeah. 5,000, 6,000. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about you as a person, so you actually, this is not the first business that you're starting, right? Um, for the ones, you have the coffee shop, and then you also have a housekeeping service. Is that true? So I did a domestic housekeeping service um, earlier in my times, and that was because we also had rental houses, uh, properties that we rent out to um, expats and locals as well. Um, I put that on hold because I got pregnant again, and I just couldn't do it while I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I, I did that. There was a demand. It was actually a big demand from the locals for it, for the domestic house community. But, you know, being pregnant and all, it wasn't really a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And so now when building a smart pay, which is obviously a tech company and very different from what you've done before, but still the emotions of building a business and just having the courage to do it is, is still the same. So how do you, how do you benefit from having started businesses before? Everything that I've learned in my current in the cafe let's let's take the cafe because i put my um my domestic cleaning service on hold <laughs> everything that i learned in the cafe and the mistakes that you make up right now as an entrepreneur with the cafe helps you learn for for next time and i guess i'm fortunate that i've already kind of gone into entrepreneurial business so i kind of know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't change it. Um, expensive as, as it is, I probably wouldn't because the lessons <laughs> that come out of it are actually more valuable than, um, than anything. Yeah. Is there a specific lesson that you remember from starting the coffee shop that you can now apply at SmartPay? I think not not now, but probably later on um, when the company is actually rolling. Simple things like, um, you know, man, there's so many. There's so many, Adriana. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> you can say whatever comes to your head. Could also be two, three, whatever. Uh, probably staffing. Um, yeah. That's probably a finding area. the right people, finding the right people and managing people, managing people's expectations and just managing people. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, that's that's challenging. I always find it so funny when you talk to university students and they kind of all have the aspiration to be a boss one day. And I wonder whether they have any idea of how exhausting it is to manage people and like that you don't you don't really get to work anymore, right? You're not you're not in the operations per se. It's 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 um I have three kids and it's like having additional additional kids with the amount of staff that you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty much like that here. Um, managing people can either be the success of your business or, you know, can be the failure of your business. Yeah. And because we have such a small population, like we don't really have many choices and 
many people to choose on. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's that's in in the cafe business, hospitality is it's the biggest biggest area that you need to look at. But in fintech as well, right? Managing expectations of people, your customers that you're going to take on board, and then maintaining those expectations as you go on into the future. And also, I'm I'm wondering what you said earlier um, that you did the whole the, how you tested your hypothesis. Um, you you learned the way how to do this in the seed stars at the seed stars competition or when when you were part of the workshop um what i'm wondering is what what have you changed in your startup since you actually won seed stars one is i think a bit more focused um when we did see Saapia, it was a very, there were so many things that I wanted to satisfy at once. And there were so many, so many things I wanted to do with smart paying. Um, as it went along and as I got some tools to help me, you know, one was we changed our website from that dummy website that we used at the time. Um, still needs work, but at least it's it's much better than what we had in the beginning. It looks very professional. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Compliments of my own skills. <laughs> um, I think the other part is understanding the importance of having co-founders. You know, when you come in, you think, you know, it can all be done by yourself and you can hire people to do it, but these are just gave me a different view on how it's important to have other people to help you, especially in a space like this. Um, three was, CSIS also managed to help me connect with people who had existing platforms, um, with investors who gave me insights on what I need to be doing more. Um, to take me to the next level, who investors and mentors who have helped, you know, re-strategize, help pivot the business a bit to, to different things. So I guess from then to now, we've gotten a clearer picture of what we want. It's not so murky, um, how, how it is in the beginning where, you know, it was just an idea and there was a lot of what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, that kind of thing. But since then, it's we know what we want to do. We're refocused, re-strategized, um, looking a bit more long-term. And the biggest thing for me is not pressure for time. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I don't want to say it that way. It's probably moving at a speed that I know can sustain my business. Yeah. That's yeah. probably... The better way to put it. Yeah. And one thing that you mentioned is that you got also connected to other people that already have a platform. So being in Simo, being so far off from the big ecosystems in Asia, <laughs> but also maybe in the US, um, I'm wondering now that you have the opportunity to connect with other people at the regional summit and at the global summit. Um, and the and as you said, the 
startup ecosystem on Samoa is still quite nascent and it's quite family driven. Um, if you could, you know, write a wish list to what um, what the this startup ecosystem in Samoa should develop to into, what what would it be? An entrepreneur, Samoanese impactalists, because it is very much outside of the region, um, outside of the US, outside of Europe, and our population is very small. And I think it's more suitable for impact investors, not um, not big VC firms, because we are a very small place. So to make a difference here, one, we would need more acceleration programs and then more access to finances. But impact investors is probably the biggest way to go for us here in Samoa. Wonderful. That makes sense. Yeah especially uh, with the kind of businesses that make sense for you, like yours. Yes. But as you said, with the market demand, it might be hard to start a conversation with a traditional VC, right? So what's good with Seedstar, though, is um, with the Global Summit, I actually managed to meet with two VCs, mm -hmm. uh, one out of Silicon Valley and another one out of South Africa was based in Canada and South Africa around the world and um, I think if we didn't have seeds now I wouldn't be able to meet with people like that so that's that's been really positive despite um, some showing interest some not but it's not the goal was actually just to get your foot in and to meet with those people and yeah. here in Samoa, it's not very common for you to meet with big VC firms like that. So it was a privilege and it was a very good experience for me, right? It's good, good planning. And they were very honest about what they look for and where they actually invest money into, which was actually helpful. I guess even if they would not, if even if that's not a market they would actively look into, I'm sure everyone is really excited to meet an yeah. entrepreneur from Samoa. Yes, from the Pacific. You go look on the map. Where is Samoa? You can't even see it. Look <laughs> in the ocean. That's true. That's true. So, uh, Lupe, let, tell me, what does the future hold for you? Uh, <laughs> it's like, where, where do I start? <laughs> Tell me, if we talk again in five years, right? What, what, I mean, that this is kind of the stupid job interview question, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but in a very positive way, um, not in a what do you want out of life way and in a test way. No, but really, um, where, where do you see, you know, smart pay going? What is your, what is your, what is the mission that you, that you see here? I think in five years, I want to see SmartPay up and running for um, at least three countries in the Pacific. Um, wanted to already have a foothold here in Samoa and behavior starting to change as well. Um, that's that's where I want to see SmartPay in three in five years in three or more countries. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at at the time to already have technology um, in place, to already have connections 
and to already be generating money for the business itself, able to sustain itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of people do you want to touch with SmartPay? Uh, it's so the business is a B two B and a B two B two C type business. So initially, for the first part, it would be e commerce stores because that's where the challenge is right now. And then after that, then we will explore the consumer side. But to try and enter into the market, we're looking at e-commerce stores to partner with e-commerce stores. And at least they have an existing, and these are existing stores, they have an existing base. It's mm-hmm. just they haven't found a payment platform that connects with their banks. So th- those will be brick and mortar shops in Samoa that want to uh, sell their products online or receive goods online? Yes, yes. And we have some e-commerce stores here already. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they use PayPal, so their accounts are set up in Australia or the US, and then others use mm-hmm. Skype, which is currently set up in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And then others are just e-commerce stores for here locally, and they do cash on hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is predominant mm-hmm. here yeah that makes sense I would I would that, that would have been my guess that people look for this kind of offline yes. alternative where someone else would use their credit card or whatever to to pay for the goods yeah yeah so we have those and then we have ones where you can buy online but you pay you pay when you pick up the good so it's all it's it's, it's cash ex- exchange cool so this means there's actually a lot going on in your life like you're 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 fighting on so many fronts or that's maybe a negative picture but you're 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 helping to shape the world on so many fronts Um, the lives of some ones yeah yeah so i actually have a bit of a quick fire round um, that we ask everyone um that i would also like to do with you the first question here would be how many jobs have you created or indirectly created i haven't created any jobs right now because we're in design and development phase (laughs) so i guess that's one point <laughs> that's not true you've created two jobs for your co-founders <laughs> i think it's important to know we all work because um because you you all have your day jobs right we all have day jobs and we do this um we do this in the evenings or we do this during lunch or things like that or the weekends um because because we're not generating any money right now this is to sustain us right now yeah. I wonder when you do it. Daytime job, coffee shop, three kids. Like, how oh, do you man. even find the time? Props, man. I think when you when you put it all together like that, it's overwhelming. <laughs> but when you face it, when you face it one one thing at a time. So, my day job in the morning, my my children after work, my cafe, in every space of my day that I have, then becomes a bit achievable but when you try and bundle everything together it it does get overwhelming 
at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's I'm fun. Sure. Um, I guess my children are are my biggest driver. Um, yeah, and if I wasn't a mother, there, there's certain things I wouldn't know. But and that's what makes what me do you mean, for going. example? That's what makes me keep going in a business like Smart Pay or in the cafe where it's very tough because I don't I don't want my children to see me as a failure and I want to show my kids that you know to persevere and to keep going so it's the example that I sit that is my biggest driver and with little eyes that look on you daily at, at what you do and question what you do you know it makes makes everything you do now more worthwhile for the future that's, you asked me in five years where do I see, and I was like, hopefully not with more kids. That was. <laughs> I hope if you should have a fourth kid, that she or he will never hear this. <laughs> so when you say no about smart pills, like, oh, okay, okay, let me just refocus there. <laughs> I mean, this can be an anti-goal, right? Why not? Sure. <laughs> But yeah, the kids having being a mother is it changes your perspective on many things, many things that um, that are not value for your time. Because mm. in the position that I'm in, with having so many things going on, time is probably the biggest asset that I have. And having three kids, you just gotta learn to give your time sparingly and appropriately to everything else mm. yeah, like i said big props for pulling this all off <laughs> um if i look further in the kind of quick fire round question that we questions if we, that we ask everyone is also what are the values of your business main values for smart pay is transparency to be honest and to be upfront, there's a lot of challenges today with banks and things, and I want SmartPay to be always be at the forefront, being transparent in terms of where your money is going, being honest in terms of how we charge and things like that, and to be upfront about fees and, and everything like that, so that the consumer understands what they're getting into, and there's no hidden agenda to it. And for me as a person, I'm a very direct person as well. And I like things when people say to me to be very upfront. Right? Talking about talking about yourself, is there actually a word, a quote, or a phrase that describes you? I think the words my friends have used have been um, very direct, um, very challenge-driven, uh, humble. And those are probably three words that that my colleagues would use to describe me. Hmm. Wonderful. And um, talking about, you know, all the things that you've learned, um, is there actually a book or a podcast, a documentary or anything else that you, that you would want to recommend to everyone listening? Oh, I love to listen to the Y Combinator. Um, uh, we listen to... Big po bigger pockets as well. That's because of my partner. Um, That's a podcast. Yes, bigger pockets. Uh, podcasts, love podcasts. 
Uh, there's another one on uh, small entrepreneurs, startup scene, all of those I tend to listen to a lot when I find the space when I'm driving to work. <laughs> I was just wondering, where did she find the time to listen to a podcast? Only when I'm driving to work. <laughs> Other than that, I, can't, I can never manage it here at home. <laughs> How do you actually... Like with having so much to do and with having your hands full all the time, what what is it that you do to decompress? I read. What do you read? Um, anything. I just try and read. Read a book. It helps. Um, just everything just quiets down when you read. Hmm. Uh, That's true. And whether it's online, way. yeah, whether it's online or or anything. That's pretty much what I do to decompress. I read. It's super impressive what you do. And um, we at Tizas would definitely describe you as one of our heroes. So who is a hero of, of yours? Who do who do you respect? Who do you find impressive? Sorry, this is where it goes emotional for me because when you I, I tend to refrain talking personal because it's very it's very emotional for me I think for me my hero I just <clears throat> my hero will probably be my dad you know growing up everyone everyone has a story about um, the childhood and, and things that happen but I always I always try and stay away from questions like this questions about my children as well because it's it's so close to me <laughs> that uh, it always makes me emotional mm. my my biggest um i don't probably be my father because you know from very humble beginnings when i was young I always saw that he, he tried to do his best um, with um, everything and anything. Um, you know, he, I was the only girl and I was the eldest, and my dad basically raised me. My mom was a working one at the time and um, we, we didn't grow up in that. And people in overseas, you know, them growing up with not much is probably been seen here as them being rich. So we, we had very humble beginnings. But the biggest thing that stands out for me and why I chose my dad was because of his drive when I was young, drive to constantly provide, to entertain, to keep us occupied, to make things exciting. Mm. And that that's that's um, my biggest driver, you know, to to be better for not only myself but for my family, to be a better parent, you know. And in the midst of being so busy, to never, never forget about my children. 
because that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's because <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's my children who are the most important things to me. My biggest driver, my children, my biggest role model, and um, person that helps me help me get to where I am now is my dad. In terms of business, it's probably my partner pushing me every day to be business sound better. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I, I think it's beautiful that you that you see the people around you with this kind of appreciation. I think if you don't, it's it's tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's somewhat very family oriented. So you would find family is is the backbone and the cornerstone of everything. It is important. I think also more people now around the world with, I think might, it might be that one of the good things coming out of this Corona thing is that more people are concentrating on what actually matters in life. Um, and that family is really the cornerstone of, of everything. Of everything. I think that's a wonderful end that uh, we've come to. <laughs> so thank you very much, Luca. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Um, I was incredibly excited to talk to someone from Samoa who is realizing what is an issue there and really has the strength and courage, especially among doing so many other things, to change this, not just for yourself, but, but for everyone. So thank you so much for being such a wonderful, courageous, positive person. Thank you, Adriana. Um, it's been a pleasure to be on this podcast. Um, thank you, Seed Staff, for the opportunity. And Adriana, you are an awesome host. If you ever want to come down to the Pacific or to Samoa, just let me know and I'll be happy to show you our beaches or take you to see a bit of Samoa. But come down, come when it's winter in, uh, where, in wherever you are. <laughs> come here to the summer. <laughs> I'll pick you up on that for sure. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to our hero's journey and subscribe now for more stories on Seed Stars podcast.